Hi, my name's Amanda Trout and welcome to Reality Arts Podcast. Each week I will bring you a different insight and inspiration about art, creativity and arts in health. Join me as we step out of our comfort zones, unwrap those hidden gems and move forward in our creative purpose. You're listening to Reality Arts, helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents. Well, hello and welcome to today. Today's a Monday. I hope your day, whatever time zone you're in, your day started and is in the midst of unfolding beauty and miracles. And it's when we look around us and really take in all that is happening in our lives that we can truly look at it and think how grateful you are for the things that you are able to do, even though things may not be going, you know, well or 100%, there are some things that you've got to be grateful for. And it's interesting that um, I had uh, I had a, a talk with a, a friend and we were looking at, um, we weren't looking at, we were just chatting basically. And she mentioned somebody who had, um, whose parent, Um, started showing signs of dementia and so she gave up her job and basically you know the financial um, turmoil that they're in at the moment and the, the 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 fact is that there is no support or fund that they can go go to or rely on that will help them in this this circumstances unlike you know, I mean, they're in the Caribbean, so unlike in the UK, there are things available. So anyway, I was saying to her, um, the person really does need to look at the good things that are happening. And she was just like, how can they, you know, um, how can they when, you know, all, all the things are going really bad? And um, as somebody who is their friend, you can't be, you know, dancing and singing because you've got your your life is going well um and their life isn't and it was just like I thought to myself well that then doesn't mean that you walk around all miserable because you want to try and empathize with their situation but I said well what we have to do as you know communities is see what we can do to help and what you could do you know it might be suggest that it could be something that this person hadn't even thought about and it could be suggest that she calls on the support of her neighbours or there's um, additional family members that she can reach out to and what circumstances and situations call us to do is to really think about what it is, what kind of support network, network do we have? Are there friends you can say, well, look, you know, over this week... Um, I do need to go out and do part-time work. So can you help me on this particular day? And if they can, they can. If they can't, then you go on to the next person. And it's us to really, you know, look at... Again, it's not only what's happening in the community and how the community can help each other, um, but what we can do to put back in the community. So maybe a daycare centre or home that opens up their space for a few hours for people who they don't need, you know, residential care, but family, it's like respite for the family. And there could be like a program where 
the local members of the community each volunteer like you know a couple of hours a month and if everybody volunteered a couple of hours a month you'd soon find that whole month taken up and covered so that everybody's not really kind of stretching themselves beyond you know which is something that's doable but everybody is contributing and that's part of the community that everybody can rely on and draw from so anyway i don't want to <laughs> i'm going down a totally different program today is is, is still about creating in faith and it's uh, the title for today is generosity and i will be talking about that and 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 but it also then flags up some of these things so as well, um, over the weekend, because uh, it's been a busy weekend, I've been focused on coming to the end of my um, 100 pastels, the 100-day proje- project, and I think I'm on 84 now. And I've been doing some seascapes and landscapes and really enjoying it. It's been, it was a bit, I was a bit hesitant at first because I was thinking, you know, well, faces are my thing, Um I can draw a face, you know, at the drop of a hat and just made up whatever it is, you know. Um, and so the seascapes were more challenging, but it's about us stepping out of our comfort zone and into um, into the uncomfortable. And then the uncomfortable becomes the comfortable, you know. I'm, when I'm, think- I'm thinking about the seascapes, Um, And I still do. There's something that kind of pricks up in me, that kind of hesitancy. But it's when I start and it's um, and then like you're kind of like halfway in and you think, oh, wow. Oh, this is actually looking quite nice. Um, So, yeah, the other thing that happened over the weekend, it was the launch. um, My husband's. The Shadow Creative. Uh, what is it? Creative industries, culture, creative creativity. Anyway, cultural industries <laughs> for the opposition party here in uh, Barbados, and so they had their launch, and they're called the People's Democratic Party (PDP), and so six of the the members um, were talking about how they feel that you know things have been going and what they would do you had you know the economics you had the finance tourism travel and tourism um education yeah the cultural ministries uh there was a chancellor there um talking and he was a trade unionist unionist as well and um, and then the leader of the opposition, uh, Joe Atherley. Reverend Joe Atherley. Anyway, so, um, yeah, it was really interesting. You know, it's just like, um, it was interesting to hear, you know, you hear the backstory of, you know, how things or how policies are made, you know, how bills are passed in Parliament and how, you know... Th- things that are opposed and have to, you know, go back and be worked on. Or decision yeah, decisions that are made that okay, well this actually needs more thought. How is this um how are you being transparent? How are you working for the people? So it was really I found it really interesting 
um, in, in terms of like looking at policies that are made that impact on a country and impact on the people and how, again, you might have to excuse Cole because he will find something to... I think the dogs in the area, they kind of communicate and so if one is barking at a particular person, he will know that there's somebody that shouldn't be around and then he will bark and they, they just kind of like, you hear them, like the, the dogs in the area then each almost like a chorus kind of barking in in unison anyway so um yeah it was so i said it was really interesting to hear and to kind of get an idea of how what it takes to run a country and what it takes to um yeah what it how how decisions impact on on the people of the country and how a divide grows between the wealthy and the rich and the poor and we're looking at things like and we're not getting into politics on this um, podcast but you look at how time and time again the wealthy are given tax breaks tax concessions um, hotels are allowed to set up with 40-year deals where they don't have to pay any taxes and you know the people who are providing services who have to get the bus you know bus fares have gone up and so for some people they have to take eight buses per day so that's there and back and some people work split they told us about one lady who works split hours so in the morning she has to go she has to catch two buses to work and um so she works two hours in the morning and then two hours in the afternoon, but in between she has to go home. So that's eight buses per day. And where the transport used to be $2, it's now gone up to three fifty. And so for her, she can't afford to get into work. And so a lot of people uh, um, are finding that issue. You know, they're paying the money that they earn is less than... The, the month the charges that they're having to pay on the buses and you know people are really suffering um people are being you know losing their job after 14 years on the job not having any severance pay or anything and you know so unemployment is rising there's nothing put in place and so getting get that kind of view you're getting it from the perspective of you know, not necessarily the tourists where you're there to enjoy yourself, you know, you go, you sit on the beach and you have your coconut um, water and, you know, your rum punch or whatever it is and you go to a restaurant and it's, you know, easy, easy lifestyle. You come and go and then you fly home. Um, but I guess it's, it's anywhere you go, you know, you can look at the situation that the country the people of the country are going through and and how you know things need to be done so as i said it was really interesting um listening to the presentations that um a lot of the members made anyway so today as i said we are talking about generosity and creating in faith and we can think of many people that we know who have a generous nature and they're always giving of themselves, whether it's the time that they give or that they always remember your birthday or that person who has 
always got an encouraging word for you. Now, my cousin, he's one. He always remembers birthdays, Christmases. He always sends a card, and I really admire that. And I've always wanted to be that kind of person. It's just, like, you know, and I, I don't. I um, okay, so I would, you know, send a message on Facebook or, you know, um, a card where possible. But he's like without fail. And uh, my husband's brother is like that. He will always send. Um, between him and his wife, they'll always send you a card, or the the friend who always rings. Um, and uh, and I think we can, you know, we can be that dependent on. Um, I was going to say dependent on the friend, but sometimes we find it easier to make that. You know, we're not. <laughs> I was going to say make that effort, um, but. Sometimes I can, I'm better at it than others. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, like just in, the, in regards to the first scenario that I was telling you about with the lady whose mother has, um, she had to give up her work because her mother was now in the stages of, you know, dementia and how generous the neighbours could be, how generous family members, more generous they could be. You know, if she's an only child, then friends and, you know, other friends or, you know, distant family, you know, how people can come together and give of their time. So we know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of someone's generosity, and it, it can bring much-needed relief to a difficult situation, especially if the generosity is unexpected. So what we've got to try and foster is that um, we, we give as a matter of course. You know, you see somebody who needs help, I'll help you, you know, and you know that that will be reciprocated, that we live in an environment where that is a matter of course as opposed to, yeah, you're going to cross the road because you see somebody who might be in need or, you know... Um, you try and ignore them so how are we in turn giving of ourselves to others so we can decide we can decide what form it can take and what impact we are making to our friends neighbors and our local community and do we really listen to what others say when we ask them how they are because you know you know those people who who might say who just say like it's on repeat oh how are you and before you have time to actually say either, you know, oh, I'm fine, thanks, or, you know, whatever it is, they're actually already, they've got their back to you because they're walking off. So you can find different ways to give to charity and thinking of unique ways to raise and get your creative juices flowing so when we think about you know like giving to charity it could be that you do a um a sponsored walk or something or you can actually give from your purse you can give clothes donations you can give of your time spend a couple of hours each week or or whatever so there's many ways in which you can give you can create something specific and then give that donate that to charity or you know sell it and then the proceeds from that thing goes to charity so there's many ways in which that you can give and it, it and it's really to kind of try and be um 
imaginative in terms of how that will take place. So you can give without expectation that you will receive in return. And the ultimate sacrifice being given by God was when he gave his only son. And it reminded me of the very things that we hold on to and feel precious about in the biggest scheme of things. And these other things have no value whatsoever when you compare them. So the other thing about giving your time, you know, sometimes we give and give and give and give because this is the flip side is that we don't give to ourselves or our families. We don't give the quality time that our children might need or the quality time that um, we need to give ourselves so that we can repair and recover. And so there has to be that balance where you also learn how to or know how to say no to some things. You're not saying no to everything. So in this charity example, it might be, well, no, I can't come in and spend two hours a week. But as a creative, I make things and what I will do is partnership partner with you and say for everything sold, I'll give you between 10 and 15 percent or however much you want to, you know, say. So in that way, I can give, but I can't give of my, you know, the two hours of my time. As we take some time this week to really evaluate and re-evaluate our lives, let's think of those areas that we can work on to bring joy to someone else's life. Now, I'm not saying that you're responsible for making somebody else happy. By our actions, we can impact on the emotional state of others. It's not your responsibility to make somebody happy, but it is your responsibility to think about how your actions will impact on others. You know, what, it, what is it that you're doing? What is it that you're saying? How do you speak to people? How do you speak to yourself? What is the self-talk that you have to yourself? Is it a negative one or is it an encouraging one? When you're, you know, daydreaming or thinking, are you thinking of all the ills of this world or are you thinking of solutions and how you can impact and make a blessing? So that looking at the generosity and thinking how we can, you know, take it into different situations and how you can be a blessing in that particular circumstance. Can I, you know, offer to help to, you know, you're in a particular, I don't know, setting and the people who always tidy up are the, are the very few and everybody else is standing round. Could it be that you offer, you know, right, oh, yeah, I can pick up this and, you know, many hands make light work. So again, back to the, um, the launch of the party, at the end, there must have been at least 100, 150 chairs and, and the, um, the person that was closing it said, you know, oh, okay, you know, can all the guys you know, help with the chairs. And it was just like, but everybody can help with the chairs. If we all help, <laughs> if we all help, then um, within five minutes. And that's what happened. Everybody, you know, everybody could pick up one or two chairs and load it on this. They had this, um, these kind of, what they call it? Um, this, I don't know, chair stand. I'll call it chair stand. <laughs> had a chair stand and 
put it, put all the chairs on the chair stand and within five minutes it was all done as opposed to, I mean, there were quite a few guys in there, but a few of them had gone before, um, before he'd managed to make his announce, make the announcement about the chairs. And it was just like whoever's, whoever was left, everybody just pitched in, you know, water bottles, everything just tidied up so that the, the people who then would come back to, um, you know, tidy up the hall would be pleased to see it all, you know, it was left the left in a state that made it easy for them. They didn't have to come back and clear up a load of chairs, that that was something that was taken care of and all they needed to do was say maybe sweep the hall and that was it, you know. So it was really good to see everybody come together. If we all, if we all gave something then there would not be any lack in this world. And if, if we all thought about, you know, well, what it, what is my brother or my sister going through? You know, I haven't seen my neighbour um, for a while. I wonder if they're okay. Or I'm now seeing, you know, the daughter or the son around a lot more. I wonder if the um, their parents are okay. You know, what what kind of illness have they got that you know they need this constant support is there anything I can do can I look out for them for a couple of hours or in an emergency and that was one of the really uh, wonderful things um, when my mum was living with dementia and um, we had uh, it was a neighbour it was this guy a young family they had um they had two kids and every morning <laughs> you'd hear them running up you'd you'd hear them running up and down the stairs so she lived in an apartment but you'd also hear them in the evening and you know like the sound of kids running on they had parquet flooring on <laughs> and so the thump 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 trotting you know or if they dropped anything it was just like really loud and for mum, it was just intensified, that sound. But the guy and his wife, they noticed that mum... Oh, um, they asked me and they said, you know, I said, well, she's living with dementia and stuff. And he said, if there's anything you need, don't let me know. <laughs> if there's anything you need, don't let me know. If there's any help that you need, just let me know, you know, because he was literally just upstairs and he gave me his number. And then there came one time where I was late and I couldn't, I was stuck in traffic and I couldn't get back in time. And uh, for when the, um, the carer who, you know, came from in between the hours, um, after mum had been dropped and then when I was supposed to be there. So she was leaving and it was just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I can't leave mum on her own. So I rang him and I said, you know, do you mind, um, can mum come to you? And he was just like, no, that's fine. You know, so he took mum upstairs, gave her a cup of tea and some biscuits and she was just like, you know, happy. It was like happy that she was in a different environment. And it was just such a lifesaver and it was just that, you know, it was half an hour of knowing that, oh my gosh, you know, I don't need to worry, okay, you know, and if there were any other moments like that, then I knew that there was somebody who was there, 
who I could re rely on. You know, you weren't going to, it wasn't going to be every day, but it was going to be in those emergencies. So it made such a big difference knowing that um, if anything did crop up, that there was somebody who I could reach out to. So think about, um, think about what it is you can do. Think about what what it is you know even if it's encouragement that you can give somebody think about how you can touch somebody's life think about how you can um by your actions you know even that oh how are you doing and actually wait around for the response because sometimes all people just want to be you know sometimes the you know to hear the words how are you it's like that could be the first conversation or the only conversation they've had all week because, you know, everybody's living such a busy life. So what I want you to do, as always, get out your art journal or journal and think about what we've talked about <laughs> and um, think about how you can make an impact on your own life and on the life of others. So I wish you um, well and I hope you have a beautiful week. Remember to check out Wednesday's episode, Arts in Health, and Friday's inspirational shorts as well. So look forward to seeing you then. Take care for now. You're listening to Reality Arts, helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents.